forgot to give media my scripture. Did the Holy Spirit tell you what it was? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I w- want to go tonight into John chapter 12 and I'll read verse starting in verse 20, 20 through 25. John 12, verse 20, 25. It says, And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. And the same came, therefore, to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus, or we'd like to see Jesus. And Philip comes and tells Andrew, and again Andrew, and Philip tells Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Truly, truly, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it stays alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. And he that loves his life shall lose it, and he that hates his life in this world shall keep it for life eternal. Amen. God bless the reading of his word. I may know that um, Jesus was a bit different when it comes to talking to folks. This man shows up and says, I want to see Jesus. And Jesus goes into this disortation about seeds. (laughs) He he's showing him in this scripture that there is more to life than just uh, the outward appearance. And I believe that in this scripture, there's four stages that reflect the stages that we experience in our lives. And so uh, he talks to him about this and says that unless we are willing to go through these four stages, then we ourselves will never have eternal life, that we will not have the harvest and we will not bring forth fruit. And as we begin, I would like to give a little visual tonight and uh, show you. I got this pot here with some stuff in it. I've got some seeds here. And he's talking about these seeds and he talks about the seed having to be planted into the ground. And while you can see the seeds on the outside, right? I don't know if you can see them or not, but they're in my hand. While they're out of the ground, they're visible. You can see them but it will not produce anything as long as you can see it. But the seed has to be taken and put into the ground. And the Bible says that it's alone, right? And so it's put into the ground. And as these seeds are put into the ground, they're put into the ground alone. This is going to be Renee's flower. Huh. 
many flowers. I spare no expense. Amen. But as you can tell now, the seeds are in the ground. You cannot see them. Right? And so, that's what Jesus, whenever he came and said, Sir, I want to see Jesus. Jesus says that, goes into talking about seeds. I don't know, have you ever read through the scriptures whenever Jesus responds to people and and. And I don't know, maybe I'm the only one, just think he's a little weird. I mean, I talked to you last week about whenever he, they was wanting to say, you know, we, we want to be with you. And he tells them, and except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. And then just walks off and leaves them to think for themselves. And now this man comes to Jesus and says, I want to be, I want to see Jesus and he starts talking to him about these seeds. And, but there's four stages here. And that's what I want to look at tonight. I, please don't write me any emails or nothing. Tell me I'm being disrespectful to Jesus. Uh, he's a great man. He knows it all, right? But, but when he, he, he provokes people to thinking, he doesn't give them simple. Most of the time, he doesn't give them simple answers. He gives them answers that provokes them to have to think about the process of life. And that's what he did here. He plants the seeds. Now, the first stage of the seed, he said that the seed is alone. And so the first stage of planting seed is that the seed is alone. And even though that they are surrounded by all the other seeds, they are in the ground by themselves. They are there alone. They were together in the same uh, piece of paper or whatever they came in, but that did not produce anything until they were separated and put into the ground alone. And they were not connected. They are not touching one another in this soil. They have no connection. You know, we are, we are connecting people today. And I'm not against connections, right? Uh, uh, that's the reason why Facebook and Twitter and, and Snap and all that Snapshot and all that stuff is, is it Snapshot? Slingshot. Snapchat. There you go. It's why all, all of that stuff is famous is because people are wanting to be connected to somebody right? And that's not a bad thing. But notice that in whenever it comes to growth, it, they, they are not connected to one another. If they had eyes, if these seeds had eyes, they could not see each other because they're in the dirt and they're alone. This explains to me something that, that perhaps it is only me and maybe I'm just talking to myself, but it explains to me why that I can be in a room filled with friends, family, church family, co-workers, and still feel alone. Amen. We can be in a large crowd of people and still feel like we're the only one there. But being alone is something that is good. Because it's, it's always, it isn't always a pleasant thing to feel that you're alone. You do not always enjoy feeling like you're alone. But yet it is producing something in you in the midst of the loneliness. Because whenever you are alone, it, you have to be alone before you can grow. 
And we need this alone time with God. We need this alone time. We need this one-on-one time with God. We need, even though that we are part of the body of Christ, God desires to meet with us personally, just the two of us, just one-on-one. He wants our undivided attention. He wants to meet with us alone. He, he wants to us to be in a place of alone where that he has our full attention so that he can teach us and instruct us personally about what he wants us to do so that we can produce much fruit in our own lives. Amen. This is a place of alone. And God draws us away from life's distractions. Sometimes you just need to turn your phone off. Sometimes you just need to disconnect from everything. I'm not talking about uh, being depressed and all of that, but I'm talking about disconnecting your mind, disconnecting your thought process from everybody else's expectations and opinions, what they desire, what they want, and get one-on-one time with God alone so that he can speak into our lives. Amen. And, and this is the place that we discover who who he really is. He is God. He's our source of light. He is our source of life. Just as the natural sun is a source of life to the seed, God is a source of life to you and I. And God, God will always bring the seed to the place where it needs the source of life more than it needs other seeds. I'm going to say that again. God will always bring the seed to a place where that it needs the source of life more than it needs another seed. And we all thank God for one, th- uh, one another and we thank God for relationships, huh? We thank God for relationships and we definitely appreciate each other and honor the gift and and, and the, the relationship and value that. But without him, none of us can survive. Without him, we are nothing. Without him, there are no relationships. <coughs> and he is our source of life. He is the true son for our seed. And he will always bring us to a place where we need him more than we need anyone else. And we need our source more than we need other seeds. First Kings, we see here that in chapter 19, that Elijah was in a place called alone. It was a difficult, fearful place where he was all by himself. But in that alone place, he begins to hear the voice of God. In a lone place, he can hear the still, small voice of God. God wasn't having to shout at him. God was not having to to do signs and wonders to get his attention. It was in this alone place that God spoke in a whisper. And the whisper was so strong that it was stronger than the earthquake. 
His whisper was greater than the raging wind and the blazing fire. When we come to the lone place with God, it is where he can whisper and his whisper will be stronger than everything else that is trying to uh, bring our, our, our attention upon it, our focus upon it, and we begin to hear the small voice of God. This still small voice rose above the sound of everything else. Think about it. This small voice was so powerful and so mighty, but it only in that place called alone was he able to hear the still small voice of God. It's the only place the still small voice of God rose above every other situation and every other circumstance of his life. And sometimes in this place of alone, it is where that we will hear God's voice the most clearest. Nudge your neighbor and ask him, are you alone? The second stage of this seed is invisible. The second stage is invisible. Our planning here, as I illustrated to you, when the seeds were planted in the soil, they're no longer able to be seen. They're no longer visible in this stage. But just because you cannot see them does not mean that they are not there. What we see does not dictate what is really there just like a a woman when she becomes pregnant you can't tell when she is first pregnant by looking at her amen three men know amen whenever Renee was first pregnant with our firstborn Jordan and she was elated and excited, and I was too. But when she come, you know, showing me the test and all of that, I said, that's, that's, that's good. But I was looking at her, and, and even though that she has this little thing that says you're supposed to, you know, have a baby or whatever, uh, I look at her, and, and she looks just like she did before. And I look at her and say, are you sure you're pregnant? Right? And she tells me if I wasn't sure, I wouldn't tell you that I was pregnant, right? But I just had to take her at her word until we went to the doctor. And whenever we went to the doctor, I could hear his heartbeat. Amen. And it was the first sign, but it was not an outward sign. But I was able to hear what was inside what was beating on the inside of her that was not yet visible on the outside. Amen. And it's only a matter of time. And as the days and weeks and months went by, you know, uh, what was on the inside began to get so large that it began to show on the outside. Amen. And it's just a matter of time until the seed of God's word that has been planted into your life that may not have any sign visibly on the outside now, but as the sun continues to shine down upon the soil and begins to warm the soil and gives it the nutrition that is needed, it will begin to enlarge what is on the inside of you until it's a matter of time until you begin to show 
amen, you begin to see on the outside when manifesting on the outside what is on the inside. You can hear the heartbeat. You can, you can take and you can listen to what is going on on the inside, but it's a while before it manifests until there's fruitfulness that takes place, until there is a breakthrough. And when there is a breakthrough, we no longer are at the stage of alone. We are at the stage of invisible. Amen. It is what happens when we tell everyone around us that we're healed, we're blessed, we're favored of the Lord, we have purpose, and they look at us strange because they say, Chris, you look like you've always looked. Amen. They look at us and they say, I see no difference in you. You still look the same on the outside. But on the inside, they do not know what has been sown on the inside. Amen. And we hear a thing in the spirit before it ever is manifest in the flesh. You will never see anything in the natural that you haven't yet first heard in the spirit. Amen. Because it starts in a seed form and it starts on the inside. But when you begin to hear that heartbeat, when you begin to hear it in the innermost part of your soul, you begin to know that this thing is taking place and you begin to speak it and say I am healed I am blessed I am highly favored of the father and even though it looks like you're as broke as Job's turkey they don't know that the promise of God's word is coming to pass in your life and it's not going to be long until you show up full blossom full of the word of God and the blessing of God is going to overtake your life amen so yes they don't see anything different and so we we assume because we don't see anything different that nothing is different but it's only a matter of time until it's going to start showing it's only a matter of time before what's on the inside starts manifesting on the outside without a doubt it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until it brings forth a necessity to be birthed on the outside. At the moment of birth, that's the time to brag. Amen. You know, me and Renee have different views of how all this went down, but I was excited when we had children on the inside. <laughs> Amen. This is when you tell everybody, I've got a baby boy. I've got a baby girl. And you're excited to tell them of what you've known, but you had not seen. But now you see what you knew that was planted on the inside of you. Amen. And you told you whenever you whenever you give birth to that which is on the inside the, and, and the natural, you can say, I told you I was healed. I told you I was blessed. 
I told you I was highly favored of the Father. I, I told you I was prospering and I was the head and not the tail. I know it didn't look like it when I told you, but, but you can believe me now because there's a manifestation of what has been happening in my life. Amen. It's only a matter of time until that which is invisible begins to manifest on the outside. And when it does, we can begin to talk about the goodness of God and tell people, I told you it was so. Amen. It's just a, whenever we are going through this lonely stage, when we're going through this invisible stage and nobody can see us and nobody sees the promise, nobody sees the blessing, nobody is slapping somebody else and saying, look how blessed they are. Look how wonderful life is to them. Oh, but I want to tell you that the loneliness only lasts for a season. Invisible only lasts for a season. It's not the end. It's just the stage that we're going through. Amen. Jesus confirmed this in John chapter 16 when he said, a woman when she is in travail has sorrow, or that word sorrow means a lot of pain because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered, the child, she remembers no more the anguish for the joy that the man is born into the world. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm sure there's some women that could testify that whenever they went into childbirth, they, they, you know, they probably, well, there's probably a lot of things went on, but uh, with that, um, I'll just leave that alone. But one of the things that probably came out of their mouth was, I'll never do this again. <laughs> Amen. I'll never do this again. But whenever the baby cries... And is placed in the mother's arms. That moment, the anguish is gone. That moment, the pain is no more remembered. Because what has been given birth to is greater than the travail that she went through. Amen. And when we give birth, yes. And sometimes when we're giving birth to fruitfulness, there is a pain of travail. There is difficulty of travail. There is the loneliness of travail. And it seems like, and we're saying to ourselves, we'll never do this again. We'll, we'll not be found here again. But I'm here tonight to tell you that whenever the lone stage and the invisible stage is over, there is the blessing of bringing forth. And that bringing forth is going to cancel out the time of loneliness and the time of invisible and it's going to cause the joy is going to be greater in the harvest than it is in the lonely invisible season amen but I thank God tonight that the alone and the invisible stage is not the last stage amen there's two more stages. One, the third stage, once we go through in the alone stage and then the invisible stage, then we come into the hopelessness stage. The hopelessness. The third stage of this seed is that of hopelessness. When the seed is planted in the soil and it is buried. Have you ever felt like you was buried in some stuff? Amen. Farmers know what I'm talking about. You don't just put soil. Tell them the soil, but you put some fertilizer on it. Amen. Amen. 
fertile soil. And it isn't something that smells good. It isn't something that you say, my, 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 I would like to go out and just take another whiff of that. It, it, it's a stinky situation. Come on, somebody. It's, it doesn't smell pleasant, but yet it causes that which is in the ground to begin to grow. In that hopeless situation, in that darkness, that darkness re, re, uh, represents hopelessness. And hopelessness brings the feeling of despair and discouragement. And these feelings often become so overwhelming that it feels like there's no way that I can ever come out of this. There's no way that I'm ever going to overcome this. It is hard to see in the dark. Amen. Let me say that again. It's hard to see in the dark. And when the darkness is all around, we cannot be seen, but neither can we see. And the light and the, at the end of the tunnel seems to be that there is no view. There's nothing left. But there is no end in sight. It feels scary. It feels utterly hopeless. It feels like that death is all around. And the reality is that death is present. Because the Bible said that even every seed must die first before it can come alive. Now let me tell you today that every dream, every purpose, every desire that you have or will ever have must go through this process of death, burial, and resurrection. It must go through these four stages of the seed because you see, it is not until it is that Lazarus situation as death, burial, and resurrection, you, you get the promise, you see the promise, you, you prophesied about the promise, you, you've, you dreamed about the promise, you, you had word about the promise, you, you've seen all of these things, you've heard all of these things, and then only to see it come to death, it'll never happen. You put into the dirt. You put into the fertile, fertile soil and, and you say, this looks nothing like the dream. This looks nothing like the purpose. In fact, it's dead. There's no way that's ever going to happen in my life. There's no way. That's death. Put it in the ground. That's burial. But then there's a resurrection. Amen. And it's been that way since the very beginning because, you see, before you can ever have life, there's got to be darkness. Before you can have light, there is always darkness. There is darkness before light. That's the way it's always been since the beginning, right? In Genesis, the Bible says that it is from the evening and the morning were the first day. So from the night season till the morning season were the first day. And even a new day begins at darkness, not at light, but at darkness. And it's always dark before it's day. And remember, before there is life, there's always death. From the story of the sea, the story is of a savior. A life begins in death because that is the, that before Jesus died, there was no life. But when he died, our life began. And so darkness comes first and then light engulfs the darkness. And when light shows up, darkness does not resist or fight, but it just dissipates. 
Amen. But even though the seed is engulfed in the darkness, the sun still shines. The soil is the seed is planted in is still absorbing the light even though the seed cannot be seen. The soil is being empowered by the light so that they can bring the nourishment to the seed so that it can have strength to bust out of its shell and spring forth. Amen. In every cloudy sky, the sun is still shining. I remember the first time that I witnessed it flying and we was in the midst of a storm. There was lightning, thundering, rain, and it was pretty chaotic and pretty, pretty rough. And the, the, the pilot came over the uh, sound system and he said, we've got permission to go higher. And he said, above this storm, he said, just, I forget the altitude, but he said, just at this altitude, we can get out of this. And we felt as he lifted up and went to another altitude and busted through the clouds. And above that storm, the sun was shining bright. Amen. And I just want to say tonight that even though the clouds may be around, the sun continues to shine. It is bright. It is visible. And so what we have to do in the midst of the storm is we've just got to understand that even though it may, we may be in a storm right now, the sun is still shining. And so if you feel like you're in darkness, just be encouraged tonight that the sun is still shining. Amen. It continues to work through the process called growth that brings about a harvest. The warmth of the light continues to do its work even while we are in the soil. And as long as the sun continues to shine, you're guaranteed a harvest. Amen. Stage four is that of breakthrough. The fourth stage is the final stage that we all enjoy. It is the stage that is called breakthrough. The sun has done its work. The soil has done its job. And the seed has died in the ground. But it is went through the process. Amen? It's what we've prayed earnestly for. It's what we've desired but I fear many times that Christians just have this misperception that breakthrough is just a one-time isolated thing. Amen. Just one big hurrah and, and then it's over. But I believe that breakthrough is something that should be perpetual in our lives. Breakthrough is not a one-time isolated event when we come to Christ, but rather it is a perpetual process which we are going from breakthrough to breakthrough. We are going from glory to glory. And even though that we may not be experiencing breakthrough every day because we've got to go through this process of the seed. But we are continuing every day to sow seed into our life so that there is a perpetual breakthrough that is going to take place. And so you liken breakthrough to be in similar process of that of going to school because no one starts at the 12th grade. Everyone has to go through this perpetual process of testing.
and going from level to level and passing from one grade to another grade, going from one uh, to, to a higher level to a higher level. It is a process until we get to the big day of high school graduation, right, kids? Yeah, Jordan's happy about it. All right. And you're happy. There you go. All right. And we got some about to do that around here. And so, they, but they have going through that process and they, they've, but all of the time they're increasing in knowledge. They're increasing in understanding. They're increasing their skills from level to level, from, from, uh, uh, from denomination to denomination, right? Until they get to 12th grade and they graduate. And this is how it is with a seed. It goes through this perpetual process of going from of glory to glory until we come to the place of breaking out of the shell, breaking through the dirt. And the next thing we know is we break through and begin to bud and blossom and bear forth the fruit that God has said that we've had from the beginning amen and it takes us all the way back and the moment that we believe the word of God put it into our spirit put it into our life amen and the Bible said we are received with meekness we we our soul is being saved as we receive with meekness the engrafted word of God which is able to save our soul right and so as we take that word and we believe it and sow it into our lives we come become like that seed and we can believe God that there is a continual perpetual process that is taking place called breakthrough that even though no matter where I may be at tonight I may be where that I'm just alone no I may be invisible I may be in this place of hopelessness but where is a certainty tonight if we don't give up if we stay planted in the word of God and planted in the soil of the Holy Spirit there is a breakthrough that is promised to you and I that nobody can stop it praise God and I want to tell you tonight that whenever I was thinking about this I thought about grass I've thought about weeds. You know, it's hard sometimes whenever you're planting a garden, you can plant a garden and and, and sometimes uh, things will kill your garden. But you ever watched a weed a weed will grow through blacktop. A weed will come up through concrete. A weed has a tenacity that even though it, it seems like, it, I, you know, I don't know if weeds talk or not, but I can just imagine it saying, you think this is, I'm going to let this stop me. I, I've been down here, but I'm coming up out of here. Amen. And I want to tell you tonight that you've got to have some tenacity and you've got to have a, a made up mind that says I've been through too much. I've been through the loneliness. I've been through the place of invisibility. I've been through the hopeless season. And you got to be out of your cotton picking mind if you think I'm about to give up on my harvest right here and right now. Because the word of the Lord is sure and just as sure as his word is, there is a harvest that is coming to me. Praise God. Amen. And so I don't know what stage you're in tonight. And and it really doesn't matter. I just want to encourage someone tonight that if you are that seed that has been sown into the ground, you may be lonely, you may be invisible, you may be hopeless, but I promise you that the last resort is that of breakthrough. You will come up out of that thing. 
you will produce much fruit in your season. Amen? And so that is the, that is the story of the seed. And I'm done and we can go home. Amen. That is the story of the seed. Does that relate to anybody tonight? Have you been through those seasons, those processes, those steps, whatever you want to call them, stages? Loneliness. Feel like you're invisible. Nobody around. You can't see anybody else. and You're there all by yourself. And then the hopeless stage of will it ever change? You know, the germination period of seeds are different according to the seed. You can plant tomato seeds in what? 45, 50 days have tomatoes. Probably not that long, right? Got any farmers here? They all gone to Gatlinburg. But an oak seed, acorn falls to the ground. And the germination time is longer. But it's not going to rise up today, produce a few tomatoes, and shrivel up and die in a month or two. The acorn is going, seed is going to fall into the soil and it takes a little longer, but it makes sure it's got good roots before you ever know it's there. And it begins to sprout up because it's going to be there for many, many years and produce harvest after harvest is going to take place. And so sometimes it feels like that we're in the ground for so long we're invisible we're hopeless for so long but just know as long as you're in that place however long it takes to sprout up determines how long you're going to be able to stand the storms and the test of life so father I thank you tonight for your love I thank you for your word thank you that You loved us through all the stages, the stages of loneliness, the stages of invisible hopelessness. You loved us in those stages just as much as you loved us in the stage of breakthrough. And I pray for some here tonight that may just be dealing with those seasons of their life that tonight, God, that your love would just shine through, the sun would just shine through the darkness and let them sense your warmth of your presence and your spirit is doing its deep work in them so that they may produce the harvest that you've ordained for their life. God, we give you praise for your faithfulness tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's stand together.